Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid. Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO, and other platforms. That's payfully.co. Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. Today I'm co-hosting this episode with the one and only Nicole Prentice-Williams, the VP of Strategic Partnerships at Hostly, it's a it's a whole mouthful. Nicole, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. How are you, Jasper? I'm pretty good. I just finished a long working day. Wow. Which uh, which <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. used to this anymore. I'm sitting here in an office. It's oh. kind of crazy. What's this going to do to your reputation? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Well, who knows? Who knows how long I'll uh, keep up with it? I've had some of my friends made bets against each other that I would leave after two weeks. But uh, I'm I'm here today exactly for two weeks, so. <laughs> yeah, well, so uh, next time I talk to you, we'll see where you are. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm hoping I'll, at least I'll be able to keep up for a couple months. But we'll see. I'm sitting in an office with friends, though. I don't really have a boss, so that's definitely, that's, that's that's definitely a nice thing. I'm staying at my friend's place on one of the canals, and it's about a 10-minute walk. But it was pretty cold, and it was raining. And in Holland, for some reason, people don't really use umbrellas. We just kind of, if it rains, we're just like, okay, well, you know, we'll just get wet then. So I was walking. I realized that when I was walking to the office and, you know, I was getting wet and I looked around and I was like, hey, there's a lot of other people who don't have umbrellas too. And also, the wind is so strong usually that if you have an umbrella, it usually breaks within a couple of days or, or you lose it and it flies into the canal. But, uh, but yeah, cold and rainy is not my favorite climate. You know, so far, so good. They would laugh at us in Los Angeles when we pull out the umbrella with just a sprinkle coming down because we're so excited to use an umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) People even have an umbrella in LA? Oh, yeah. We have a lot of really pretty ones. They're like a fashion statement. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. I see. Yeah, because it can't be for the rain. It's going to be for something else. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, there is some news coming out of Amsterdam here in January 2017, Airbnb implemented a rule that prevented hosts from renting out their units for more than 60 days per calendar year. And that actually forced me to sell my house here and move my Airbnb business elsewhere. I thought it was kind of a reasonable deal. The idea is that when you live somewhere, you could be out of town for a couple months a year and then you can rent it out on Airbnb. I guess it was the first real compromise that Airbnb made where it actually worked together with the city to come up with some regulations that would work for both parties. And, you know, I felt like that was pretty fair. But now the city of Amsterdam is coming back on that agreement and they want to cut it to 30 days a year only, which is really short. And it's supposed to go into effect in January, 2018. I'm a little, yeah. yeah, 19. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in this. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, it's a little surprising. 
and curious, actually, because you would think that they would spend their effort on getting maybe the illegal vacation rentals signed up or pushing that effort through where they're signing up on the platform to be licensed vacation rentals, where they'll be able to hopefully collect revenue via tourism taxes and that kind of thing. I'm not sure what the reasoning is. I mean, I did read it as far as they want to have the neighborhoods not be so touristy is what it sounds like, the residential neighborhoods. But it's surprising. And I was wondering, well, is the hotel industry behind this? But everything that I read is that hotel industries really are not suffering from vacation rental industry. It's like rooms are being rented out both in hotels and vacation rentals. They're both growing. So it's interesting to see this. I'm surprised too, and a little disappointed. Yeah, and I think what the problem is, well, you know, problem quote unquote, because tourists also spend money in the city. So, you know, we should also welcome them. I think the tourism in Amsterdam has grown a lot over recent years. And I don't really think it's that Airbnb or short-term rentals have such a big effect on the increase. I think if you look at the numbers, it's from countries like China and Russia. The amount of visitors from those countries are growing very fast. So I don't think it's because of Airbnb, it's just that more countries around the world are discovering Amsterdam as a really fun place to visit. And I guess it's also, especially for China, it's probably more easy for people to visit as, as China is like, you know, they're making it a little bit easier for their citizens to travel abroad. And another reason why I think that is because, you know, they're also raising the hotel tax and they're considering an additional 10 euros tax per room. So, you know, definitely that is not coming from the hotel lobby, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're not yeah. advising, hey, you should uh, increase the hotel tax. So I think what's happening and the word on the street, I've been here now for a couple of weeks and I've asked some people, you know, what do you think about the Airbnb and the tourists and stuff? And, you know, a lot of people just think that it's gotten out of control with the amount of tourists that visit here, especially the people that live in the city center. And they complain to the local governments, right? I mean, that's why they take action because people are complaining. That's typically the case with politicians. If you complain, then they will, mm -hmm. you know, they will do something about it. But if nobody complains, then they kind of, you know, they don't really have an incentive to spend time on it. And so I think a lot of people are complaining with the local politicians just saying, Hey, there's, you know, Amsterdam is getting over flooded with tourists. You know, our neighborhood isn't fun anymore. There's, you go to a bar and you don't see the, the local people there. You see tourists. And, you know, we want you to do something about it, otherwise we're going to vote for somebody else. And so these guys are like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, you know what? Let's restrict Airbnb because that's easy to do. We already have a deal with them. We can just change the deal and that's it. But there's a couple other things that I think are really strange. First of all, the article is stating that at least 6,000 properties broke the rules in 2017, including 5,000 who rented out their properties permanently. Well, that's not possible because Airbnb blocks your calendar after you've rented out for 60 days. So if people are renting out full time, then they either have multiple Airbnb accounts, in which case it would be really hard to track this down. You know, the newspaper would have to have to have some really good data in order to come up with that number, or they're renting out on other platforms like booking.com. Yeah, that sounds more likely. Et, et, et in which case... I mean, I don't believe that this newspaper went on all the booking sites and actually made a list of all the houses that are in different places. And then how can they see how many days were booked? I don't believe it. I think they're making it up. Yeah, it's more likely your theory that the politicians want to keep their jobs. And if 
the voters are threatening not to vote for them, then they're going to do what they have to to stay in office. It will remain to be seen next year if this actually cuts down on tourism. I mean, if people want to come to Amsterdam, they're going to find other ways to come to Amsterdam. It says that in the article that there was more than $11 million in tourist tax for the city collected by Airbnb in 2015 and 2016. So the people who don't want these tourists coming, I hope they understand that Airbnb and short-term rentals, period, are helping their economy grow and have a robust economy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that really is going to cut down on tourism, if it's going to hurt the economy at all. Probably not. I probably, I don't think it will do either. If tourists want to come, they're going to come. It's just going to hurt the vacation rental industry is what it's going to hurt. Well, it's also funny that the politician said, I recognize that reducing the length of time is not the solution to city congestion, <laughs> but it will reduce the problems caused by tourists in some areas. Yeah, that's So yeah, I guess he's admitting, that okay, yeah, this, is, this is not really going to do anything, but you know, I, I need to do something because people are complaining. But what I don't yeah. understand is why don't they cut the amount of time that you can rent out on the other platforms? Mm. Or like on Booking.com and HomeAway and, and Wimdu. They don't have those type of corporations that they do with Airbnb. So on Booking.com, I could rent out my place. If I have a place in Amsterdam, I could put it on Booking.com 365 days a year. So it makes, to me, it makes more sense to strike deals with those platforms. I think that's more effective than to just cut the Airbnb host. But anyway, enough of Amsterdam and Airbnb and, and those rules. Let's talk about something more fun and more encouraging. <laughs> Because Airbnb has rolled out a pretty neat feature. You can now, as an Airbnb user, you don't have to pay the 100% upfront anymore. It used to be the case that when you book, you pay 100% of the payment amount. But now you can pay 50% and then you can pay the other 50% about a week before you check in. I think this is a very nice feature they're also launching the feature where you can do uh, group split payments, where you can split the payment between the multiple people if you're traveling in a group. And this is really good, I think, because I've definitely had people that wanted to book my place, but they just couldn't afford the total amount. So they would ask me, hey, can we pay this in multiple amounts or can we pay half and then pay half on check-in? And you know, my answer was always no, because this is just how Airbnb works. But I think these two measures are going to make it easier for people to book. You don't have to pay the full amount, so you can pay half and then you can save up especially if you book a long time in advance. Imagine you book three months in advance and it's a lot of money that, that you're missing for three months, right? It's a great feature. It makes the Airbnb platform uh, more accessible and, and easier to use for its users. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm actually surprised it took them this long to launch it 10 years after they launched as a company. I get a lot of requests for our Airbnb property to negotiate on the rate. So hopefully this will help with that because we don't really negotiate on our rate at all because we feel like it's a great value. But I think the guests wouldn't think that it's such a large amount or that it's a burden on them if they're able to make payments on it. So I think it's really smart and will help the hosts as well as the guests. And then when you book a hotel, you don't have to pay upfront anymore right. in most cases either, right? right? You go on booking.com yeah. and you book a hotel. It's usually like you pay when you arrive. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just spent a week in Tahoe and they took a percentage, I think, two weeks before. So I booked it probably two, three months ahead of time. And we have arrived Christmas Day. So on December 12th, they took a percentage. And then when we arrived Christmas Day, we paid the remainder. So yeah, it makes sense. They're following the hotel model. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, why would you have to pay three months before you actually receive it. Like when I go to the supermarket to buy bread, I don't have to pay a week in advance. It's like, hey, you can pay now and next week you can pick up your bread, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope they report on the success or, you know, the fallout of this because it'd be interesting to see how it helps Airbnb and guest and host feedback. And it's not always 50%. It depends a little bit on the amount. And they also say that the feature is only available for bookings that are made at least 14 days ahead of check-in. Mm -hmm. And it must be at least $250 in total. So I'm guessing most bookings are more than 250 But yeah. maybe, maybe in some of the lower cost countries, you can have bookings that are below that amount. Anyway, so the, yeah, I think it makes Airbnb a little bit more competitive versus hotel sites. Could be a reason for people not to use Airbnb, you know? If somebody wants to stay in a hotel or an Airbnb for a couple of weeks and it's a couple thousand dollars, and if you don't have that money, if you only have half, then, you know, before you couldn't book Airbnb and now you can. So you might see some more people moving from hotels to Airbnb. So that's good. A long time coming for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could wonder <laughs> why they didn't start it, uh, that yeah. way. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Airbnb has changed the way people rent forever. But actually, getting paid is still a pain. That's where Payfully comes in. Payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked. Payfully deposits directly into your bank account, with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty, and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business, cover unexpected expenses, and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP. There's some struggles coming out of Florida. The Florida bed and breakfasts are complaining about the unregulated home sharing options. They're saying it's unfair that they have to pay more taxes and they have to comply with more regulations than the short-term rentals that are in the area. And so they're complaining. I'll let you talk on this because I'm sure you're more of an expert here. Well, a little bit. I'm on the other side of the country, but I was in Florida in October and I heard them talking. There were panels about the legislation that needs to happen in Florida to regulate the vacation rental industry. Vacation rentals are part of Florida's DNA. I mean, they've been around there for decades, but there are hundreds that are unlicensed and they're not paying the taxes and the different government, like county, state, cities, they're going after the ones that are licensed and trying to charge them more. They're also going after the unlicensed and trying to find them. So there's a lot going on there. And the vacation rental industry just wants it to be regulated. So they proposed a couple of bills that are actually going to the state Senate and the state house there. And there's a rally in Florida going on today by the vacation rental industry because they want to make 
uh, lawmakers aware that they do want regulations and that there are a lot of illegal renters out there who need to follow these laws that hopefully will be passed. And also to just to protect the property rights of all the homeowners there, whether they're renting out their home or they're not renting out, like what are our rights? So there's a lot going on there. It'll be interesting to see what happens with these bills that are before the lawmakers if they're passed and how they're going to regulate that more. Yeah. And you know what? I actually looked on Airbnb today in Miami. I'm planning to go to Miami for two weeks in March to escape the cold here in Amsterdam. And I was kind of mind blown because I made an inquiry for three different places for two weeks and they were all managed by the same person. And then it turned out that all three places weren't available for my dates, although it showed in the calendar that they were available. Hmm. And I counted in 2017, I stayed at 12 different Airbnbs. And I'd say at least 50% of the times that I've searched for a place, I have inquired and it turned out that the calendar wasn't updated. And it just kind of blows my mind that, that there's so, still so many hosts out there who don't update their calendar. Yeah, that is incredible. That means there's a lot of different platforms that they're booked on or you know, a lot of these vacation rental companies, they want direct bookings where they're not going through those OTAs. So they have it out there because they have to be a player on Airbnb. And I've heard this at conferences. It's like, we have to work with the OTAs, but what we really want are direct bookings. So we don't have to pay all those extra fees. There's automated ways to update calendars. So it is surprising that half of the bookings that you looked at, that they weren't updated because that's automated. They yeah. don't have to put a lot of effort into it. No, it's not really rocket science. Like even even I was able to do it, which means because I'm not very technical. So if I can do it, <laughs> then basically a monkey can do it. And so it's not very difficult at all to sync your calendars. I think it's just kind of like laziness. But in terms of you know usability or if Airbnb wants to improve the experience on the platform, I think tracking down these hosts and and telling them like, hey, you gotta keep your calendar updated, putting more emphasis on that. That would really make Airbnb a better platform, I think. Well, they didn't have Airbnb open last year, but the year before they had vacation rental management breakout sessions where they were giving them a lot of tips. I think I do remember them saying that was easy to do, but perhaps the vacation rental management companies are not super concerned about that unless they're not making money because like I said, they'd rather not book it through Airbnb and pay those extra fees. They'd rather get the direct booking. So it's probably, yeah, something where they're not as concerned, even if Airbnb reminds them, but it is not a good business habit for sure. Yeah. Cause you actually end up wasting a lot of time because you check out the place and then you see it's available because what I usually do, I you know, I select the dates. So then mm -hmm. I'm assuming that it's only showing me properties that are available, right? Right. And then you look at the pictures and you read the reviews and you spend quite a lot of time researching. And then it turns out, oh, they're actually not available. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay, well, thank you. Uh, you know, I've wasted all time. my time. Yeah. And then you like write a nice little note or for your inquiry and we get nice notes and about pets and kids. Yeah. The host offered me a different place to stay. And then she told me that I could have it for the lower price. So, you know, that'd be nice. Yeah. But I almost wanted to write back and say like, okay, can you update your calendar maybe? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'll, I'm going to stop renting. Somebody else who likes to rent is uh, the president of your beloved country, Mr. Trump. <laughs> Apparently he called a number of countries shitholes, but he also denied it on Twitter, I think. 
I don't know if he really said it or not, but in any case, I saw El Salvador was one of the countries. Uh, I've personally been to El Salvador. It was a really awesome holiday. I rented a house with some people on the on the beach. We went kayaking. We saw crocodiles. We went surfing. It was definitely an amazing place. You have to be a little bit careful in the cities, though. It can be a little bit dangerous. But anyway, Brian Chesky is always very quick to respond to anything that you know gets good media coverage. We were talking earlier, you were saying, you know, it's his PR team. And yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you're probably right. I guess Brian Chesky has more important things to do than to sort of like, you know, watch the news all day to see if there's something he can comment on. <laughs> but he immediately jumped on the opportunity to tweet that 2.7 million guests from Airbnb decided that countries in Africa, El Salvador, Haiti were beautiful enough to visit. When we embrace the world, we see its beauty. And then he also posted some pictures of Airbnb places in these countries. They all look pretty awesome. I kind of want to go to Haiti now. So I guess uh, I guess he did a good job of this. Yeah, yeah. Very smart. You know, I doubt Brian Chesky's watching Trump news all day, but I probably pretty sure since Brian Chesky tweets pretty frequently that he follows Trump on Twitter. So who knows if it was him or his PR team that saw the all of this what Trump allegedly said. They always have great comebacks, you know. Airbnb is very inclusive. They've shown that for, you know, that's their reputation. So this is a great, great move again by Airbnb to be inclusive. The pictures are fantastic. So (laughs) that was like a double whammy just to be like, oh, this doesn't look like a blank hole. I mean, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, it's the debate. It's going to be going on in the media for a while. Like some lawmaker said he said it and some didn't. That's a whole nother story. Airbnb has a smart, smart PR team or Brian Chesky smart. It was great. It made headlines, right? Yeah, definitely good publicity. Quickly before we end this episode, the Super Bowl is coming up. And according to the article, it's going to be in Minneapolis. Is that correct? Yes. Uh-huh. I, 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 don't really, I don't really follow Minnesota. baseball. This is baseball, right? Super Bowl? Uh, no football. Oh, oh, football! American football. <laughs> yeah, okay. football. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, what I do American know football. is right. what I do know is that whenever the Super Bowl is on, there's the most expensive ad of the year, Correct. I think, in the US. Yes. But also, uh-huh. thousands of people put their houses on Airbnb. I remember from last year that Beyond Pricing did some analysis because people wanted to know, okay, how should we price our units, right? And everybody's thinking, oh, we can make a lot of money. We can charge like 2x or 3x or 4x of what the normal rate would be. And then it was kind of interesting that the research turned out that there was actually demand goes up, right? Because of the Super Bowl. But because there's so many people jumping on the opportunity to rent out, the supply actually went up more than the demand. And a lot of people ended up not booking their Airbnb. So my tip for the people who want to take advantage of the Super Bowl, don't go overboard with the pricing because, you know, maybe then you're not going to get booked at all. Good for them trying to take advantage. Like you said, the most expensive commercials on TV during the Super Bowl, a 30-second commercial is around $5 million. So, you know, everybody tries to take advantage of this event in this capitalist society. So good for the Airbnb. But, you know, you're right. The supply is too big, then you can't be greedy. <laughs> you got you to gotta price it a little lower if you want to make some money yeah. there. Um But there's an old saying in the financial markets, the bulls make money, the bears make money, and the pigs get slaughtered. 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm so wonder, don't be a pig. I wonder <laughs> if that applies to the cryptocurrency markets as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Something tells me that it does. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time. Nicole, thanks so much for joining today. And all the listeners, thank you for listening. And of course, on Monday, there'll be another episode where I interview the CEO of Your Porter, which is a mobile managing app. It's really interesting. So cool. make sure to check it out on Monday. Nicole, thanks. And until next time. Thank you. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.